Hi everyone, my name is Emma Lord and I am a DS106 student and for my final project I decided that I'm going to make a podcast. When brainstorming ideas about what was something that I wanted to tell a story about and something that was important to me, I had several different ideas. At first I was thinking I could make something about music because music has always been something that has been super important and fascinating and you know all of that good stuff to me. But as time went on, a couple days later, I realized that I actually wanted to make a podcast, which I was not going to do originally, but I knew now, and I know now, that I want to make a podcast because it's something that I really enjoy. I love everything about audio production and all that good stuff. When we did the radio show, that was probably my favorite part of the semester. And then when it came to a topic that I wanted to discuss, I thought about things that have been important to me throughout my life and I came to the conclusion that I wanted to make my podcast about LGBTQ plus rights. The reason that I chose to talk about LGBTQ plus rights in my final exam and for this podcast is because it's something that has always been super important to me and relevant in my life and I believe personally that nobody should be discriminated against based on the person that they love. And even though there are several different opinions on the topic that have to do with your religious background, how you grow up, all that stuff, I believe that love and respect come before all. I also have several people that are very close to me in my life that are in the community, the LGBTQ community, and imagining them experiencing discrimination and me personally knowing how incredible those people are, it infuriates me. It makes me super mad that the people that I love experience stuff like that, experience discrimination, hate, bullying for simply being themselves, which is why this topic has always been important to me. And one question that I wanted to answer in this introduction was, why do you believe as a society we need to do better when it comes to the rights of LGBTQ individuals? And as a society, I think we need to do better because nobody should be discriminated against based on who they are and who they love. Especially if it's there's no harm. If it's not harming anyone, I do not believe why anyone should get hate for it. So that's why I believe as a society, we need to implement more love and not hate into our world. So the first topic that I wanted to discuss that has to do with the LGBTQ community was the struggles that the community has endured throughout the years. Bullying and harassment play a significant role in pushing members of the LGBTQ community towards drug abuse, which is absolutely horrible, and some members of the community turn to drugs and alcohol to block the pain felt from hurtful words and actions and addictive behaviors can occur and send the individual into a downward spiral. A 2016 study was conducted to investigate the role of school counselors primarily in how they attended the LGBTQ community. The study found out that even though bullying was prevalent in educational buildings, there have been no specific anti-bullying interventions, state laws, or policies to address this issue. And I was discussing this statement about this study with my mom who is a school counselor and has been for many years and she said that school social workers and counselors do participate in anti-bullying teaching 
and um, there is like a 100 page document that she read about trans students rights in Fairfax County, Fair, sorry, Fairfax County, which is in Virginia. So that does show that some civilized counties have taken action and are educating students about bullying against the LGBTQ community. And just on that topic, there's been in the Florida, all those don't say gay laws and, you know, people not wanting to expose or yeah, expose their children to the LGBTQ community, which I think is an issue because if we're not exposing them to that community, I feel like in the end, they're going to be shown it. And I think being educated about it from a young age would just be a much better option than them ending up being bullies or feeling not accepted or not comfortable or confused about who they are. Bullying can trigger depression and anxiety and it can lead to low self-confidence and low self-esteem. Another huge issue for individuals who are LGBTQ are not having the understanding and acceptance from their family members because the family members don't quite understand where they're coming from. There have been several instances where family members have cut off communication with their other family members because they have come out to them, which makes accepting who you are incredibly difficult. Now, I just think about this and I think it's one of the worst things ever. I can't imagine, you know, coming out to the people who are most important to you in your life and then them just either disowning you, not talking to you again, or not loving you, not accepting you for who you are, not having their support is just, it's so sad to me. And it makes me incredibly sad that people in the community go through this every single day. And I truly can't imagine. There are a lot of people who say that, you know, being gay is a choice, but there have been scientific studies conducted that show that it's not a choice. And I think not having the acceptance from your family is a lot of the times, one of the hardest things on a person. The National Coalition of Anti-Violence Projects estimates that half of the transgender and bisexual female population will experience sexual violence at some time in their lives. LGBTQ people are also more likely to deal with poverty, marginalization, and stigma, all of which put them at a great risk of sexual abuse, which is literally horrible. Another huge issue that the people in the community experience every day is just straight up discrimination in every aspect, including healthcare. All people need medical care, yet for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning individuals, basic and essential healthcare services can be difficult to access. Stigma, bias, and systemic inequalities in healthcare settings combine to hinder LGBTQ people from receiving the support and care every patient deserves. These specific discriminations include legal discrimination in access to health insurance, employment, housing, adoption, and retirement benefits. I think the fact that just someone's sexual orientation has anything to do with their access to medical care or just basic human essentials is horrible. And I think as a society, we need to do something about it. And there's also a lack of social programs that are inclusive for LGBTQ people of all ages. And even though 
just from the top of my head thinking about um i mean at mary washington there's a lot of communities and a lot of groups that are for people in the community but i feel like in a lot of places where it's not as accepted there isn't and that makes it difficult for someone and makes them feel isolated and alone which can cause other significant problems the next topic that i wanted to discuss was the advocation and several different milestones that have happened for the community, which is on a more positive note. So the advocation for LGBTQ rights began in 1965 outside of Independence Hall in Philadelphia, according to some historians, which was the beginning of the modern gay rights movement. So some particular milestones, I'm just gonna list off some of them, not all of them, there's been tons, but in 1974, Elaine Noble was the first openly gay candidate elected to a state office when she was elected to the Massachusetts State Legislature. On October 14, 1979, the first national march on Washington for lesbian and gay rights took place, and it drew in an estimated 75,000 to 125,000 individuals marching for LGBTQ rights, which is absolutely incredible that it was that large of an audience. On March 2nd, 1982, Wisconsin became the first state to outlaw discrimination based on sexual orientation. On May 17th, 2004, the first legal same-sex marriage in the United States took place in Massachusetts, which is shout out Massachusetts because that's huge. And being able to marry someone is such a privilege in itself and the fact that people in the community had to fight for that for so long is very sad so that was a huge deal in 1982. On October 25th 2006 the New Jersey Supreme Court ruled that state lawmakers must provide the rights and benefits of marriage to gay and lesbian couples. On September 20th, 2011, the Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed, ending a ban on gay men and lesbians from serving openly in the military. On February 26th, 2018, the Pentagon confirmed that the first transgender person had signed a contract to join the US military, which is huge because in recent years, that's been an issue where there's been discrimination against transgender individuals and them not being able to, to join the military. So from 2016, we went a little bit back in time. I'm not 100% sure where this topic stands right now, but I will definitely do more research on it. But I, in 2018, that was a huge deal. And then on September 22nd, 2019, Billy Porter became the first openly gay black man to win the Emmy for Best Lead Actor in a Drama Series. And then lastly, on October 27th, 2021, the State Department announced that the U.S. has issued the first U.S. passport with an X gender marker. As the Secretary announced in June, the Department is moving towards adding an X gender marker for non-binary, intersex, and gender non-conforming people applying for a U.S. passport or CRVA. So those were some milestones that I wanted to discuss just to kind of show a timeline of how much progression there has been and how much people have fought for the rights of the community, which is great. And now I'm going to discuss what we can do about it as a society, as an individual, if you want to do it on your own, 
to educate more people. The first thing that we can do is listen to the LGBTQ youth, which is one of the best ways that we can help this issue. Because there are a lot of people who grew up a certain way and have their morals and have their idea of what life and society should be like. But I think listening to the youth as time progresses could be a huge factor in the community becoming more accepted. The second thing we can do is to be a role model for kindness and inclusion, which this goes for every aspect, but specifically with the LGBTQ community, this is very important because just being kind and being inclusive and accepting people for who they are creates a space for people to feel safe which is another thing that I discussed is show young people that they can be authentic around you, which could truly change their life because for a lot of people who are in the community, they don't have anyone that they can talk to or feel comfortable being around themselves, which is almost suffocating. And I think showing that you are loving and accepting of who they are is something that could drastically change their life for the better. An example of how we can take action is Consider contacting your local school board and encouraging members to adopt inclusive policies. Um, there have been several discriminatory, I think, <laughs> I think that's a word, discriminatory policies um, in the school systems that have discriminated against people who are LGBTQ or just minorities in general. And I think advocating for that, finding organizations to work with contacting school legislators, I think that is a huge way that we could progress and help the community. And another huge thing is to just stay updated on the state and federal advocacy and the LGBT youth are counting on you to stay educated and to spread education, which is one of the biggest things we can do. And that was it for my podcast. I hope you learned something. I hope this inspired you to go out and help people and love people for who they are and accept people for who they are and do your research. I did a bunch of research to make this podcast and it really did help me understand more about the community and how I can help in my own way, which I think is the number one way to actually do something and to take action. And yeah, thank you for listening. I'm also going to link some sources that help benefit the community, so if you would like to take action, you can click those links in the description.